Now, we have our first guest, Marianne. We have indeed have our first guest, and we're very privileged to have Lorna Maloney with us. And Lorna is lives in Fecal. She's a historian, a folklorist, and a genealogist. Well done. That's great, morning, uh, great. Lorna. So Lorna is going to talk to us about Nolagnamon, the traditions around it, and um, generally we're going to explore the uh, the uh, how women do all these things so yeah. easily. Lorna, <laughs> you're very welcome to Scarif Bay, Lorna. Thank you very much. And um, Nolagnamon is a very old tradition, uh, very much one that's been revived in the last yes. number of mm-hmm. decades. And, of course, it takes place on Old Christmas, what's known as Old Christmas, the 6th of, of January. January. Um, the Epiphany as well, it's, mm-hmm. it's known as as well. But people may not be aware that the 6th of January was actually Christmas Day before the Julian. Is that right? I yes. didn't yes. know before that. Before it no. transferred over oh, from the right. Julian to okay. the Gregorian yeah. calendar. Yes, that's one thing. And it's still that. celebrated in some countries, Absolutely. isn't it? Yes. As being the yes, it is. Yeah. And in some Amish communities, they still... Um, celebrated on the 6th of January oh, as okay. well. Right. So, so. Nolaknaman is really exciting for women because it's the day that from that they, they put up their feet and they they put up their feet and they, they don't do anything for that day. Uh, but they meet friends or they socialise and so on and they generally leave all the women's work to others on that day. It's uh. a very strong tradition in Ireland, isn't it? Very much so, yeah. and in certain parts of Ireland, more yeah. so than other parts as well. Yes. Yeah. So it's very yeah. common in Munster, yeah. and Cork and Kerry, I suppose, would have had the highest adherence. Yeah, I, I grew up in Kerry, so it was huge. Yeah, yes, very was a big, big deal day. in mm-hmm. Kerry and Cork and mm-hmm. and um, and Munster in general. Yeah, as well. yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember my grandmother used to have a goose for the day. She'd have the turkey for the Christmas day, but she always had a goose for Nolignamon. Yeah, that's right. Now, admittedly, she did cook it herself, but, yes. <laughs> you know, so so there was a, a lot of traditions around it. That there are. There are a lot of traditions around it, and they're, um, they're very linked to superstition, and, and they would believe, the, some customs would believe that, that um, they leave the well water out and it turns into oh, wine yes. oh, yes, at yes. midnight. And um, the other ones are the three candles that a woman would like, three candles, and they symbolise the three wise men. Right. Because actually the tradition is that the wise men actually visited Jesus on the 6th. They had to travel, so they were following the star. So it is believed that they would have actually done that on the 6th. And they they weren't Jewish. So so there's kind of a lot of... um, linkages that you you can make with the Christmas tradition but also that were housed in the facts of of beliefs oh, yes, going yes, going yes, on yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. And of course the the star is the Venus particularly at this time of the year is very noticeable in the sky. The North Star is that the North Star no? Not no? sure. No. Yeah I well I'd have said Venus would be the right. would yeah. be the star that would be that they'd have been following. Even though Venus is a planet, I do know that. Yes, yeah. But uh, to, you know when you see it in the sky that now I'm any listener that feel free to actually Absolutely uh, I wouldn't I, I bring us up and so the number is O eight nine Two five eight two six four seven, and we'd be delighted with any input <laughs> as to whether it's Venus or the North Star. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
Well, when I was a kid, and um, I was an innocent little kid, but uh, we had a tradition. My mother was from Donegal, but we actually got... Uh, Santa came to us on, on a Little no, Christmas. No, no. Oh, wow. Yeah, we yes. were very privileged all together. Yeah, and so... That's a very, that's a very um, European custom, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is a very yes. European custom. And... Um, but of course, it's obviously a very Irish custom as well, yeah. because our documentation of what would happen on the 6th of January might be slim when it related to women in the 18th and the 17th century. They have far bigger roles in everything than what we realise oh, or yes, yeah. and that then is documented. Mm-hmm. So um, it's deciphering that in the past that you that you uncover. Yes. The power, like uh, women, it, it, it's kind of trivialized a little bit. Oh, women don't do the housework for the day. Women did everything. Yes. They yes. worked agriculturally. Yes. The, you, to be selected as a marriage partner, you wouldn't be selected perhaps for, a, you'd be physically strong. You yes. would expect yes. to have to be yeah. able to physically yes. look after the livestock. If you were from a seafaring family, you'd have to hold the fort while everybody went yes. out. To see. So yeah. the idea that they just, swept a few floors and cooked a few mm. dinners possibly and washed clothes maybe it has to be has to be knocked in the head yes. there, there was also the whole thing about being able to grow things yeah. that, yes. was, that was one thing I found very interesting was that at times that there'd be um, the questions would arise as to how good a woman would be at the garden and it was the vegetables, not the flowers you know, that, they'd oh, be, yeah. that they yes. could actually nurture mm-hmm. something and uh, bring it to fruition yes and and be part of the whole. Um, and women, of course, had complete control over the poultry. Oh, yes. And yes. the hens mm-hmm. and the geese. Mm-hmm. And that was their money. Yeah. Yes. So that they were financially. Money, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they were financially quite um, yeah. viable with that as well. Yeah. So and, of course, cooking that time was a big deal because you cooked oh, in an open fire. You didn't have your electric cooker or your right. gas oh, cooker. Absolutely. You know, it was a big deal to, to cook Even on the, an open the fire. Very, the very skill. Of of um, so I was just thinking of some neighbours now that cooked over the open fire for years when yeah. we were growing up. The skill of placing the coals on, the on top, top of the lid, yeah, to, to take cakes yeah. out of it, bread out of it yeah. without burning them, yeah, or with the, and have, making sure they were cooked. Yeah, it was such a skill, really. It really it was, yeah. But, but I suppose they were brought up at that, Marianne. You know, they, they like probably were. But you know, I think sometimes in the Irish tradition, people don't realise the importance of fire. And the importance of keeping the embers, having something there in the morning so that they could actually light, light yeah. the fire. Yes. Because yeah. it, it was so important. It was very important, yeah. And mm-hmm. it also let into their time. You know, you're looking at food preparation and, and delivery taking five hours of the day, not mm-hmm. a short amount of time. No. And your laundry day then would be Monday. Um, yes. It would be every, everything was designated and scheduled yeah. according yeah. to time. Mm-hmm. So your traditions emanate from that yes. um, you, were the, you were the doctor, you were the nurse if you look at the death registers for women, you would see that they rarely had a medical attendant um, you know, so most people 100% died in their own homes they, were, they, were, they yes. weren't in hospitals until yes. the 19th century yeah. and the late 19th yes. century at that mm-hmm. that also brings in the, the whole question of the, I'll, I'll call it lore but that's a very wrong word the, the knowledge of the herbs and their uses. And I mean, we see things, you know, like let food be your medicine and medicine be your food and things like that. But that was really part of the woman's traditional work or 
Is work the right word for Well, I suppose it's it's around pharma is 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 a funny one, you know, and medicines and and things like that. We we still derive most of our medicines from herbs, herbs and plants. Herbs. Yeah. Yeah. There's no difference. At least, um, yeah. you know, our basic template for drugs is that yeah. it mm-hmm. hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that is that's true. Except that that now the a lot of the the elements of them have been synthesized. Well, they're genetically modified, perhaps yeah. in some way, or put together in a different, in a different way. way. But they're still sourced From in places the, that yes. that that get yeah. get that. And women's knowledge of that was supreme because, of course, they knew how to treat cuts and yes. Stop you getting sepsis and stop you getting all the things that happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do anything about the diseases that came in in the 19th century, which were epidemic and mm-hmm. cholera and typhus and all those diseases mm-hmm. came in mm-hmm. in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. They weren't necessarily there before then. Yeah. Would part of that, though, have been that people generally would have died younger? No, they didn't come in. Like, they came in from India in 1830. So you didn't have yeah, cholera yeah, yeah. until till then in Euro, in, in parts of Europe. Mm-hmm. So the arrival of diseases into Europe is just not about diseases coming out of Europe to other countries. It's about diseases coming from other countries, countries into yeah. Europe. I suppose we were guilty of that when we were missionaries brought but diseases well, I'd to... Have, I'd have thought of it in terms of that, of, yeah. you know, yeah. the... the Say the white man going into it's not necessarily always a two-way street, and it's where we get the the growth of medicine, Irish medicine, and especially Limerick City actually has a very um, strong tradition of, uh, like William Shocknessy inventing the IV. Oh, right. okay, yeah, and that came directly as a result of having to deal with dehydration. Because dehydration would be a big part of oh. some of these diseases, especially with fever or with any yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So women's roles are are really strange uh, in the fact that w- they 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 still are involved I- with, you know, delivering children, all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. If you look at the who on the on the registers of births, you'll see who who's present, and oh, uh, yes. and all sorts yeah. of things that give an indication of. Who's there to deliver the baby? The baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yes. You know who yes. notifies, who does, who does yes. all all that. Mm. So women women's role is is quite um, very very strong in how they look after children collectively as well, so mm-hmm. that they can go and work in agriculturally and bits yes. and pieces. So. You said there when you started, uh, Lorna, that these traditions are beginning to come back. And I know that I've, I've seen a lot of young women uh, meeting on um, the 6th of January. Yes. Uh, and it's becoming it's coming back, I think, that they go out for a meal or they have an, a night out or something. And that they're That's, aware of it. They're yeah. aware of it. Yeah, it's good, I think, isn't it? Yeah. And possibly also it's uh, easier to get away because if you're at home, you'll probably do something. Yes. Like yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's also it's also really um, a recognition of the amount of work that women do. They got the short straw, though, didn't they, Lorna? Little Christmas, everything was gone. Uh, (laughs) Yes, they were allowed to eat all the leftovers, if you like, and uh, they got the remains of of everything as such. But so what's new? They're in control of the food. I am only yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are in in control of the food. It's not like that they're not in control of the food. Yeah. Um, 
But the, some of the customs are that they would light 12 candles and the first, as they as the candles blew out, that was the order of death. Oh, gosh. Okay. You know, okay. so yes, yes, of people who die. So the superstitions can be what we would think are innocuous little superstitions. We have to remember our great, our grandparents and great grandparents grew up with hearing what would be considered you wouldn't have it you'd have a warning on it now if you were listening to it on the t- on the on the television yeah. so really we're, we're kind of um they that's why they were terrified of the dark and terrified of you know of monsters little people and, and little people yeah. and all sorts of stuff yeah and so that thing about the wine i don't think that anybody was allowed to watch go out and witness that they weren't no no no, no they weren't and they weren't allowed to um impede any any type of superstition at the time or, or thwart it in any way you know right. and it's like it's it's um i think we all have a little bit of that if we grew up with older people and yeah. bits and pieces yeah, of, of some what of them that yeah. stayed uh, yes. you know the they they yeah. that. electricity is a lot to answer for it does because indeed. you know darkness breeds a certain <laughs> amount of superstition yeah it does it yeah does. it does and um and the stories around the fire of course oh, yes. yeah mm. yes. yeah and uh, i've always i'm i'm given to mind a, a 1960s account of a lady who really resented electrification because she said now you can see all the dirt Oh, no, yes. so it, yes. it kind of it put the pressure on yeah. you know you even more that, you didn't you? have to you yeah. didn't have to kind of bother about corners or bother about too much but then suddenly you had to look at every aspect of of what was going on and and I suppose the partly the fact that it was an oral tradition as well and let's face it uh, there was people who were able to take something and put flesh on it and you know that the uh, somebody said uh, Truth never should get in the way of a good story. So, <laughs> no, so all yeah. that was part of the uh, of the superstitions and the uh, traditions, I suppose, as much as anything else. Uh, yeah, a great source for them, if you're looking at your ancestry and history and stuff like that, it would be the school's collection. Oh, yes. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, of course, the night of the big wind, 1839, mm-hmm. was... January the 6th as well. Was it? Oh, yes, oh, it was. Yeah. Which, yeah. And the night of the big wind was the date where most of you can prove whether your ancestors were big yeah. flagrant liars or not because they would lie and say that they remembered the night of the big wind when they were applying for the pension <laughs> in 1908 oh, right. that they were, they were in fact 70 years of age. Many of them were not. And you can see that because they, my own relatives were particularly good at this in Connemara and, uh, and there's a big disparity between 1901 and 1911 oh, between yes. their ages. The 1901 <laughs> ages are accurate and the 1911 ages put Put them dying at 102, you know. Oh, they were a great age when they died and all sorts of stuff. So there's probably a lot of uh, speculation around that. But isn't it it amazing and also wonderful that the night of the big wind particularly, because I'm thinking of, uh, on you know, the old road over along Dolls Cross. And like, so the tradition is that her house was blown away the night of the the big wind. Her name lives on. That's right. And and people are able to say, oh, well, that's where Dahl lived on the night of the big wind, the house blew away. And it was, I find that connection 
to the past yes. and to our heritage. Huge. I find that amazing. Well, the night and the big wind did demolished a third oh yeah. of Dublin. Oh, yeah. A third of Dublin. Yes, yeah. a third of Dublin, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. the houses in the country, they may not have been documented, but there was a lot of them. And there was badly, one badly famous damaged. landlord in Kerry, I think, and he was blown back against the window. It killed him stone dead. He was just standing by the window and it wow. blew him across the room yeah. in his mansion mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. killed him. So there were a great deal of... Um, I suppose, lore that that was such a de- decimation at the time that 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 it it stayed and it happened on January, January the sixth. Holly plays a big part in yes, in it does. Yeah. They keep the holly and they burn it on the fire on Shrove Tuesday, yes. which is the day of pancake making. Mm-hmm. So Holly, you know, it's it's a big big deal. And I remember we didn't always have Christmas trees. I remember holly trees as Christmas trees. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my mother always had a holly tree just inside the door. Christmas trees are relatively modern, though, aren't they? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. Well, they became they became very popular in the 19th century in Victorian times because of Queen Victoria. Oh, so she was German, and Christmas trees were a German tradition. Right. She had German origin, very strong German origin. She was inherited the throne from from the uh, from the the William. The fourth, I think, and uh, she she very much uh, took yeah. over then. Yes. Well, they must have heard of it in Valley High, County Kerry, because we had a holly tree anyway. Yes, <laughs> but, you know, Christmas trees themselves, 19th century, very yeah, big in yeah. the 19th mm-hmm. century, yeah. and commercialised then, I suppose, maybe in the States in the late 19th century, yeah, yeah, where you had cr- yeah. Christmas candies and all sorts oh, of different yes, things yeah. mm-hmm. coming out yeah. about yeah. that. But this is, yes, besides so that, though, the candle has been... A tradition forever, really. The Absolutely. The welcome the window. The, the welcome yeah. the window. Yeah. And that's that, it. And that's a lovely, lovely tradition. It I is. mean, really, when you look at it, it's it's so nice to see lights dotted across a hill. Oh, it is lovely. There's something yeah. very... Uh, that's why I miss Midnight Mass, because I know oh yes. it's dark at 8 o'clock in the evening, but there was something magical about, for us anyway, walking to Midnight Mass and yes. all the, the windows... Lit up. Lit up, yeah, yes. with candles. And I, re- I remember there, <coughs> was a, it wasn't that long ago, in the middle of the 90s, I'd say, when the electricity went out on Christmas Eve. And that I, I think, to, in my head, that is one of the most amazing um, messes that we've ever had because it was all, it was done by candlelight. Yeah. The, the candles on the altar were lighting and there were some candles on the windows. And it was, it was a different experience. Yeah. You, you were just, it, it was an, it was so... I suppose it brought home to you what the holiday was all about or what the yeah. the season was all about. Mm-hmm. It's so all fascinating. You were going to stay with us, Lorna, yeah. aren't you? I will, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I we think have a piece of music. We have a piece of music now which Lorna has chosen. So do you want to tell us about I it, I do. Um, it's <coughs> I'll... Isle of Hope or and Isle of Tears, and it's about a very young girl who emigrated aged fifteen, 15 years yeah. of age, mm-hmm. you know, and um, documented well. so on. And when we think of, of of girls emigrating, we think of them always going with their families or always. But the Irish emigration story is so different because of the fractured landscape of the famine, mm-hmm. where the people weren't there and the chain migration began. Yes. because of the decimation of the famine. So mm-hmm. she's inheriting that legacy of not having 
somebody to go with her, which is mm. highly unusual to travel alone mm. as a young girl. I think she was the first to through Ellis That's Island. That's right. She was the so very first. And of course, mm. the Ellis Island records are freely available. You can search them. That's right. And um, they're, they're, they're very nice to search and very good because they give you who they went to and they frequently mm. give you the, the legacies you need to look up your ancestry mm. if mm -hmm. they have emigrated and yeah. so on. Fascinating. Mm.